Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. I am so honored to be here. Thank you, pastors, for having me. I love your pastors. Aren't they amazing? I mean... Like Pastor Don said, Jessamy and I have known each other for quite some time. I don't even know how long, but it's been great. And, um, you know, this church is just amazing. I go to a lot of churches, and I love ch- going to churches. There's something about this church. Y'all are just the best. You feel the love when you come in on the parking lot. You feel the love when you come in through the doors. So give, your, give yourselves a great big hand clap. <laughs> <clears throat> I wanted you to know that my mom uh, sends her love to you guys. My mama is five foot two. I call her the original Polly Pocket. And uh, she and my dad, like Pastor Don said, pastored Lakewood for 45 plus years, but she will be 90 in a few weeks and uh, she's going strong. So she sent me a little text this morning. You're going to do great, April. God's with you. (laughs) So it's good to have encouraging parents, right? Are you ready to get into the Word of God? Are you ready to be encouraged? Amen. I know I am. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you, Lord God, that it can transform our life. It can transform any situation. What seems impossible with man is possible with you. And Father, we just thank you that your Word is going to do this little inner transformation on the inside of us today, not because of a person, but because of the indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. And we serve the enemy notice that he's not going to steal one seed in Jesus' name. And we lift up a hand for our loved ones. Would you lift up a hand for your family members? And we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you agree? Satan will not have one of our family members that they may be off right now, but the prodigal will come home in Jesus' name. We will not give up. Amen. We will not give in. We will not quit looking out the door for our prodigal to come home. We look with eyes of faith in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that every person here will be in tune to your spirit, Lord God. Those who walked in that don't yet know your son Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord God, today will be the day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to start by reading you a story in the book of Luke, and I'll just read it to you. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake, the people were crowding around him, listening to the word of God, and he was at the water's edge. There were two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. Can you say with me, washing your nets? He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to pull out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, pull out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we hadn't caught a thing. But because you say so, I love that. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to shore and they left everything and followed him. Let me give you a little background on Simon. Simon was defeated. He was worn out. He was tired and he was done. Can anybody in here relate to that? Defeated, tired, worn out, and done. He, was, he had gotten to the place that he wasn't even going to try again. And he was a professional fisherman. So 
Simon hadn't seen any progress. Simon didn't see what he wanted to see by catching fish. Simon, because of the circumstances, had settled for just washing his nets. But Jesus came, and in one moment with a word spoken by Jesus, how many of you love Jesus? With one word spoken from Jesus changed everything because how many of you know when Jesus talks, things begin to change for the better? What I love about Jesus is this. He didn't look at Peter's circumstances and say, come on, man, you're supposed to be a professional. Come on, man, don't you know what you're doing? Jesus was not moved by his present circumstances. He wasn't moved by the challenge or the obstacle that Peter was facing. And Jesus, oh, this is going to make somebody happy. He wasn't even moved by the fact that Simon Peter had a past. Anybody can relate to that. He wasn't moved by that. You know, he had his own plan for Peter, and it was so much more than Peter ever dreamed for himself. I love that. Now, listen, he needed Peter to trust him. He needed Peter to just let down his nets and do exactly what he told him. And that's when Peter discovered the so much more. That's what I want to talk to you about today. You ready for it? I want you to, t- I want to talk to you about this. Don't settle. God has so much more in store. I'm going to say that, w- that one again and get a big, bigger amen. Don't settle because God has so much more in store for your life. Amen? Yeah. You know, you may have come here today feeling like Peter, a little tired, a little worn out, a little stressed out, a little overwhelmed. Maybe you're a entrepreneur, maybe you're a businessman or woman, and you're just not seeing progress. You're working and working and working, and you're not, you're not seeing any difference. Or maybe you're a parent out here, you're, you're praying for your family, and your family just seems to be drifting further and further apart. I'm going to encourage you, don't look at your current circumstances. God can do anything in your life. Amen? Amen? And he has so much more in store. And I have great news for you this morning. It's not based on who you are. It's based on who God is. The scripture says in Ephesians, I'll just read it out of the Passion, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve, you ready for this? Infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. God wants to do the exceedingly abundantly in your life. And this is really great news. I hope you catch this. Your current circumstances don't dictate your future potential. You want me to say that again until the coffee kicks in? Your current circumstances, think about what you're facing right now. Think about what you're going through. Think about the challenge. Think about that feeling of, feel, that, that feeling of being stuck. Your current circumstances don't dictate your future potential. I love that. God is not limited by where you are at the moment. There was a young man who grew up in the early 20s and 1920s, and he, was, he had a dream of being a baseball player. 17 years old, he accepted Jesus into his heart, and he felt the call of God to preach. He tried preaching. He preached the first three times, and you know, he just felt like he wasn't accomplishing anything. He got up one more time. On the fourth time, he ran out of words after eight minutes. He felt so embarrassed that he sat down and he said, God, I'm not doing this anymore. 
People told him that he talked too loud. He waved his arms way too much and his thick Southern accent was too strong for people to understand him. He quit. He decided to pursue being a baseball player. But yet, you know that feeling when God puts a stirring on the inside of you, it's hard to shake it. He couldn't shake that feeling of being called to preach. And so for, for, for the next moment, he said, okay, you know what, God, I can't shake this feeling. If you want me, you got me. The crazy thing is this, nobody was asking him to preach. And since nobody was coming to him, he decided to pray and practice in private. And then since people weren't calling him out to preach, he went on the street corners. He preached out there. A bartender slugged him right in the face. He was booed. He was laughed at. He was made fun of. But you know what he kept doing? He kept preaching and he kept practicing. Finally, churches began to issue invitations to him and he began to go all over the states and all over the world. The crowds began to come and the crowds began to grow and grow and grow. He had tent meetings all over the United States. And do you know that this man had a front row seat to watching millions upon millions of people give their heart to Jesus? Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelists of all times, refused to settle by just washing his nets. He refused to listen to what people were saying to him and tune into what God was saying to him. And can you imagine if Billy Graham would have quit? Everybody say, I'm not going to settle just washing my nets. Listen, y'all, where you are right now is not permanent. You may feel stuck, but you are not stuck. Don't get stuck in a moment. Don't allow what you feel like you're not to, to come against who God says you are. Can I remind you that God says you're a masterpiece? God says you're one of a kind. If God had a refrigerator, your, your picture would be up on it, right? God loves you and God believes in you. And, and don't get stuck in this place. I'm just going to be real practical with you. You say, April, that sounds great, but you know what? I, I, I believe God has so much more in store for me, but you don't understand my situation right now. I have a marriage that just ended. I had, I had a job that I just get fi got fired for. I have things in my life that I don't understand why they happen. Let me encourage you with this. You may not ever understand it. You got to trust God anyway. Don't get stuck in the place of questioning God. God, why is this going on in my life? God, why did it happen to, ha happen to me this way? You have to realize this, that an ending doesn't mean that it's over. An ending could mean God is just getting started. Oh, that is good. It's okay. Remember, I like my own preaching. I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> God has so much more in store. And you have to realize this. Some things didn't work out because they would have caused you to settle instead of soar. And sometimes I've realized this, Pastor, that I have to be grateful for those obstacles and those detours and those roadblocks because it's God guiding me to the desired place that he has for my life. So don't try to break open a door that's closed. God has a new door that's going to open in your life. Maybe God is trying to situate you where, where he has destined you to be. Amen? I've discovered this, that the longer that I entertain what's not for me, the questions, God, why did this happen? The longer I entertain what, what's not for me, the longer I postpone what is for me. So let go of the questions. Understand that sometimes you're just not going to be able to figure things out. You know what? I just feel like, let's pray for just a moment. Would you bow your heads? 
nobody looking around. You say, April, I've been stuck in this moment questioning God. God, why did this happen to me? And I'm ready to let it go. Can you, can you raise your hand? I want to pray over you. Mm. So many hands. I know I've almost been guilty of the same. Father, I thank you right now. You see these people's hands. I thank you, Lord God, that today's the day right here on October 1st, we're letting go, the que- letting go of the questions, the whys, why did this go on in my life? We're letting it go and we're giving it to you. We understand that we may not ever understand, but God, we choose to trust you more than we want to understand the situation in Jesus' name. And we will not pick it back up again in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, don't pick it back up when you go home. Have y'all figured out that God's going to do it his way no matter what? My dad had a saying. He said, I realize that God is wiser and smarter than I am. You know, so often we try to help God. God, I know you had that so much more in store. Let me help you. Here's my five-step plan. Here's my Zoom call. Here's everything that you need, God. You know what? God does not need Holy Ghost Jr., God simply needs to, for you to surrender to his timing, just like Peter did, Simon did. Just, he needs you to surrender to what he has in store for your life. And he needs you to surrender to his plan. He does not need you to be in control. God can do so much more with your surrender than he can ever do with your control. We have to surrender to him. I've also discovered this in my life. <clears throat> That when I'm trying to give God a plan, when I'm trying to work things out for God, that, man, I can't hear what he's saying because it's hard to hear what God's saying if you've already determined what you want him to say. It's hard, it's hard to hear what he's trying to put in your spirit if, if you've already determined the outcome. It's hard to hear God's voice if you've already got this pre-planned miracle in store for your life. Amen. The scripture says in Isaiah 60 verse 22, at the right time, I, the Lord will make it happen. Now, I've read that scripture so many times and I realized sometimes I was saying this, at the right time, I, April will make it happen. You know, that didn't have to be in there. Think about it. At the right time, I, the Lord, everybody say the Lord Lord. is going to make it happen. Listen, what does that mean? You have to surrender to him and say, God, just because I don't have it all figured out doesn't mean that you don't have it all figured out. God, just because I don't see you moving doesn't mean that you're not moving behind the scenes on my behalf. God, just because I'm freaking out doesn't mean that you don't have everything under control. God wants you to surrender to his plan, his timing, and his voice. Think about Peter. Peter thought he was done. Jesus said, no, Peter, I need you to go let down your nets. Peter could have said, like he did say, God, I've already done it all night, but he chose to obey. Peter thought he had the biggest catch he had ever seen, but actually it was a divine setup for something more. He became one of Jesus's top three people. He traveled with him wherever he went. Jesus had the so much more in store for Peter, and it was more than Peter ever dreamed or imagined. Listen, don't limit God and what he has planned for your life. Amen? Don't limit him by, by your mind. No, let God do a new thing in your life. Isaiah 43, 19, for I am going to do a brand new thing. Are y'all ready for God to do a brand new thing? I know I am. But see, this is the thing. We can quote that scripture all day long, but we really got to believe it in our hearts. We really got to wake up in the morning and say, God, do that brand new thing in my life. That might mean some detours go up and some roadblocks go up, but man, I want God to do this so much more in my life, and I know you do too. 
We just got to say, God, do that new thing. Be open. Have a new mindset. Stop looking for happiness the same place you lost it. If you're going to take on something new, don't go back to what broke you. Go, don't go, don't stay loyal to an old version of you, right? Be open to that new thing. Work with God. Philippians 3.13 says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Peter thought he was a fisherman. God saw him as a fisher of men. Man, God has so much more in store for your life. Let me just tell, stop and tell you right now what you're not. You are not a bad mama. You are not a bad daddy. You are not a bad parent. You are not a bad person. You are not a burden. You are not the trauma that you've gone through. You are not your addiction. You are not your past. You are blood bought by Jesus Christ and he has more in store for you. I'm big on words. My dad wrote a book years ago called There's a Miracle in Your Mouth. It's simply meaning this. We form our world, world by the words that come out of our mouth. You have to stop speaking negatively over your life. You have to start stop speaking negatively over your situations. Like, let me just make it practical for your family. Stop saying my family's so messed up. Can I get an amen on that one? Stop saying my family's never going to get it all together. Stop saying my, my child is always going to be a tyrant. They're always going to have these tantrums. Stop saying it. Begin to say, God, I know you have so much more in store for my family. My family is blessed. We're restored. We're happy. We're peaceful. We're walking in unity. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How about this? Stop saying I'll never get out of that financial hole that I'm in. I'll never have enough money. I'm always going to live in the bad part of town. I've said this before here, but I just, I'm going to say it real quick. My dad grew up in poverty, extreme poverty, the one of six kids. Didn't have enough food at times, didn't have enough money to buy clothes, never heard about God, never was brought to church. And he remembers those feelings of standing in line waiting for food. I've only heard his stories. He was much older when he had me. He was born in 1921 in the Great Depression. And Pastor Don, at one point in his life, when he got to early adulthood or, or right before his 20s, he remembered what it was like to suffer and be in lack. And at that time, he had accepted Jesus into his heart at 17 years old. And he made this decision, I'm not going to go for the poverty life any longer. And he made a decision on I don't know what day, but he said, you know what? In Jesus' name, I break the curse and the cycle of poverty that has been following me around all my life. And because my daddy made a decision long before he ever was married, long before he was ever married my mom and had five kids, I hear that youngest one is really great. I'm just kidding. Long before he ever did that, he broke the curse of poverty over his life. And thank God for that because my, my family was able to believe, live in a blessed life. But see, you got to stop talking negatively over your finances. You need to start saying, God, I know you have so much more in store for my finances. I thank you that I'm blessed. I thank you that my bank accounts have more than enough money in them, amen, to, to give to ministry, to give to missions, to bless other people. You get what I'm saying? And here's another one. Stop saying I'll never be successful. Oh, everybody say amen to that right there. Do you know there's a, there's a scripture that says God has given me the power to be successful? 
Listen, I wrote down some things that you can say. I'm successful in whatever I set my hand to do. I'm gonna speak to your spirit man right now. Is that okay? God has given me the power to be successful. God is setting me up for amazing things, amen? New opportunities are coming my way. God is opening new doors for me to walk through. I am more than enough. I'm talented. I'm creative. I'm filled with wisdom. I can achieve anything. My possibilities are endless. Amen? You see what I'm saying? You got to get your words working for you and not against you. You got to work with God on this. He wants to do this so much more in your life, but he can't do it with somebody that's negative. You can't have a positive life if you have a negative mouth. But that was good. That wasn't even in my notes. (laughs) And can I give you a little extra credit right here? Take some things out of your vocabulary. Take I can't out of your vocabulary. My mom is 90 years old. Whenever I go to her house, she tells me what not to say. Take impossible out of your vocabulary. Take I'll never be, I'll never do it, we'll never have it out of your vocabulary. Speak what you seek until you see what you've said. Amen? Change what you're saying and you'll change what you're seeing. There really is a miracle in your mouth. Listen, it takes two years to learn to talk and a lifetime to learn when to quit. You need to learn when to zip it on up. Amen? And here's something else. Don't put your feelings in charge of your future. All the men said, yes, right there. (laughs) Don't put your emotions in charge of your day. Listen, you don't have to feel it to be it. You don't have to feel it to have faith for it. Let me tell you what faith is. Faith is stepping out even when your life isn't all together. Faith is stepping out even when you have not yet had your breakthrough. Faith is moving forward even though you don't know exactly the path that you're going to take. Faith is helping others even when your own prayers have not yet been answered. You got to faith it till you make it. Amen? You may say, April, I just can't say I'm successful because I'm really not. You know what? You have what you say. You can start saying, Jesus, I thank you that I'm successful in Jesus' name. You know, you're... Where your focus goes, your energy flows. You need to make sure you're saying the right things. 2019, I experienced a pain in my left leg, and um, it got very severe when we had a traumatic event happen in our life. I don't know how that worked with it, but all I know is my pain was so severe in this leg, I got to the point where I could barely walk, and I eventually got to the point where I could not walk any longer. Very, very excruciating. I can't even tell you. I've had five kids. I know what it's like to have pain. Not because they're here, but because of birth. (laughs) I've had three supernaturally with the epidural and two not supernaturally. But anyway, it's okay. So I know what pain is. I finally found a doctor that did another MRI, and he discovered that I had three herniated discs on my back, my lower back. I had no pain in my back immediately said, we need to get you into surgery because I was losing feeling in my leg and he was, he was concerned that I would have permanent nerve damage. So he sent me over to this other doctor in the hospital and I laid down on the table in so much pain. And she began, I don't know what her title was. I don't know what she did. All I know is that she stuck needles in my leg to discover, discover how much nerve damage I had. And man, y'all, it was painful. I had tears running in my face. I was by myself. And I thought, I have got to get my mind off of this situation. It's hurting so bad. 
And that doctor had a, a scarf on her head and her back was to me, but I could see her profile. So I just quickly blur blurted out, I noticed her skin, how pretty it was. And I said, man, your skin's so pretty. She's poking my legs. She turned around, she went, what? And I said, your skin is beautiful, what do you do? And she looked at me and she kind of laughed a little bit and she said, it must be chemo. And I said, oh, I said, I'm so sorry, your skin's beautiful. And she said, I, she said I've had eight rounds of chemo. This is my second bout of cancer. I think I'm getting the story right. And, you know, it's just, it's pretty bad in my body right now. I said, I'm so sorry. You do look beautiful. And she looked at me, she turned to face me, and she said, you know, it must be, be because of faith and prayers. And, you know, I don't ever, I don't rarely ever tell my mom's story unless I'm up speaking. I'm really almost kind of quiet and, and when I'm out among people. But because she said faith and prayer, I thought, i got to say something. So I quickly said this. I said, you know, my mom was given a few weeks to live many, many years ago. And because of faith and prayer, she's healed and totally cancer-free. When I said that, a big tear started coming down her face. And she looked at me and she said, you know what? You're one of two people who have ever given me hope. She said, most people with good intentions tell me how so-and-so had the same disease and they passed away. She said, but you and this other, one other lady have given me hope today. Thank you so much. And she said, in fact, this other lady actually gave me this book that I read whenever I can. It's my lifeline. It's got scriptures in it. It's by a lady named Dodie Osteen. You gotta understand the scenario. I am in the worst pain of my life. This lady is fighting the battle for her life. I told her that was my mom and we spent some time crying in that room. Let me tell you something, folks. God can move in your situation no matter what you're going through. God had a way of connecting out of all the billions of people in this world, connecting two individuals who are hurting and in pain and fighting for their life so they could minister hope and life to each other. <laughs> Bottom line is this, God is not limited by what you're facing. God is not limited by your struggles. He's not limited by your background. And God is not even limited by your pain. He has so much more in store in the midst of it all. And I just want to tell you something this morning. Your story is not over. The enemy might try to take you out. You know, Pastor Don is doing a, a series on the armor of God. And I thought about my sister, Lisa, my older sister, Lisa. She was going to work, there was many years ago, she was going to work and she was, you know, just, we all worked for my dad at this time, I didn't work there. But um, she, one of the things that she did was open and answered the mail for my father. And so she got up every morning, she got up every morning, read her Bible, and it's just part of our thing that we learned growing up, put on that full armor of God. Went to the door, as she was leaving the door, she had on a silk uh, skirt and the, she didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but something on the inside of her said, go put on that leather skirt. Now, that sounds like something that the Holy Spirit would say to me. I feel like he's into shopping, but <laughs> you never know. But anyway, so she, she thought, well, that's weird. But instead of questioning it, she just thought, I'm going to go change. And she put on a leather skirt, went and 
to Lakewood in the offices, sat down at her, de her desk and opened up the mail and she got this box and she put it in her lap. She opened up the box and as soon as she opened that box, a mail bomb exploded in her lap. Out of it on each side came four nine-inch nail, nine nails shooting out the side, blew up the front of her desk, blew up the sides, the arms of her chair, had an abrasion on her stomach and on her leg. I mean, it was loud and it was scary and it was just crazy. And I remember running in there and seeing my sister, but this is the thing that I wanted to say. The paramedics came and they said this to her, you know what, there was something standing between you and that mail bomb. It wasn't just the leather skirt. I believe it was the armor of God. Amen. But had she been in that silk skirt, she would have had so much more damage to her. She just had light abrasions on her. But I say that to say this, the enemy wants to take you out, but he's not gonna take you out in Jesus' name. And I said it yesterday to the ladies, the enemy's not going to take you out, but he wants to wear you out. You gotta get up every morning. You gotta put on that armor. You gotta get your feet shod. You gotta stand. Having done all, you gotta keep on standing. Amen. How many of you are in that having done all stand stage? I know I am. Let me encourage you, keep standing. Don't let the enemy win. God has so much more in store on the other, other side of your standing. Amen. Listen to this. The God on the inside of you that is stronger than the forces working against you. The scripture in Job, Job says this, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans for my life. You gotta have that mantra on the inside of you. Don't let the enemy convince you that you're not gonna make it. Don't let the enemy's lies be stronger than God's promises in your heart. Can I just encourage you with this? See what happens if you don't give up. See what happens if you trust God and take him at his word. See what happens if you having done all keep standing, amen? See what happens if you train that quit right out of you. See what happens if you refuse to keep praying and keep believing. You know I'm all about legacy and I know this church is too. The way you live and believe and stand during difficult times times is affecting and impacting your bloodline. See, your children are watching what's mama and daddy going to do when hard times come to them. What's mama and daddy going to do when they're praying and praying and praying and their prayers have not yet, yet been answered? They're watching, they're learning. The way you live and believe affects and impacts your bloodline. It says, it is said that the first generation generates the second generation motivates, the third generation speculates, and the fourth generation dissipates. I'm determined in my life, in Jesus' name, I'm gonna strive to live according to the word of God because my children and my bloodline are not gonna dissipate and deviate from the word of God. But you know what? You have to be determined. This is the deal. If you carry the same bricks from the past, you're going to build, build the same house. <laughs> I've said this before. I said it yesterday. Just because you didn't come from a healthy family doesn't mean a healthy family can't come from you. It ran in the family till it ran into me. Listen, if addiction can be passed down, so can freedom. If doubt and unbelief can be passed down, so can faith and hope. If trauma can be passed down, then so can healing. Amen? 
Choose today to change the course of your bloodline. You know, you could be one decision away from a totally different life. Think about Noah. God told him to build an ark. He didn't know what an ark was. He didn't know what a flood was. He didn't know how to get animals on an ark. But the scripture says this, Noah took God at his, at his word. He believed and he did it. One decision saved his family. One decision can save your family. One decision can save your marriage. One decision can save your bloodline. One decision can save your business. Amen. My encouragement this morning is this. Go for that so much more that God has in store for your life. Don't get stuck just washing your nets, amen? Don't repeat the past if the past isn't worth repeating. Don't settle. Don't get frustrated. Get focused. Raise your standard. Raise your expectations. Don't limit God. Listen, if you're going to depend on anybody, let it be God. If you're going to trust in anybody, let it be God. If you're going to let somebody use you, let it be God, amen? It is said that when you're born, you look like your parents. But when you die, you look like your decisions. Let today be the day that you grab hold hands with God and you say, God, use me. God, give me that so much more like you did for Simon Peter. God, let me let go of my limiting mindset, my limiting beliefs. God, today I surrender my control to you and I surrender to you in your timing your dreams, your vision, and your destiny for my life. Let's pray. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.